0: Welcome to episode five of the contentment studio podcast. Let's go. So excited. I am just, um, in awe of what the Lord is doing. Um, just, he is building something for his purposes and I just feel so privileged to watch it unfold. I'm so excited to share this episode with you It's just an awesome interview um so inspiring so vulnerable and um just wanted to share with you a client win um i had a client share with me this week that um she kind of said something disrespectful and then um was able to turn it around just with a happy dance and um then hunter has husband chased her into the shower so um my takeaway from that story is like i want to learn how to do that happy dance so i've been uh doing some more happy dances at my house so uh <laughs> that's just a little uh, story for you and let's get into the show If you're a born-again Christian wife and you want to experience joy and abundant life while being a respectful wife, this is your show. My name is Lucy Martin, and I'm a licensed therapist in the state of Maine, and I'm also a certified relationship coach. I have the marriage of my dreams, and I want that for you, too. This is the show that's going to help you get there no matter how far gone things are right now. This is about inspiration and how magnetic biblical womanhood can really be. And it's also full of tons of super practical action steps you can take today. So let's dive in and see what God has for us. It's so amazing to know that you have somewhere to turn when you're overwhelmed, when you have Jesus, and that you can just lay all your cares, like cast all your cares on him. And I feel similarly about my husband, I'm not saying my husband is Jesus. My husband is a man with all the faults and feelings of a man. And yet, um, through his face, he, faith. He carries the righteousness of Christ and he brings a a different perspective that I've grown to appreciate. So when I was first married to him and during my whole 12 year first marriage, really, um, my idea of respect was kind of like, well, I'll respect you when you're worth respecting. Um, but what I've found as I've, um, embrace the responsibility that I hold as a wife, um, to respect my husband unconditionally. And then I've seen him, um, just grow. And when I lean on him, when I'm vulnerable, I see him, um, able to tap in to, to the righteousness of Christ, to that voice, um, more and more. So it's, it's actually just this incredible um, deepening that happens. And I'll, I'll just give you a quick example. So um, I was feeling overwhelmed by having a few rough days with my four year old where I had kind of lost my temper. And um, I opened up to my husband about it one night and just kind of cried on his shoulder um, in overwhelm. And um, my husband, really, uh, looked for the root. Um, I feel like men can get a bad rap for fixing. Um, I ask my husband to fix, I want him to fix. So if I just want empathy and a listening ear, there's a lot of girlfriends that I can, I can call upon for that. But when I when I'm struggling and I've got a situation, I talk to my husband. He he fixes it. So um, he told me the next time he does that, um, just tell me about it when I get home, and I'll I'll talk to him about it. And the whole dynamic shifted. So I um, and that type of, um, my husband speaking life into my, um, troubles into my, um, kind of broken places or into my confusion or an overwhelm happens here on a daily basis. And I call upon my husband really, um, I borrow his brain. I say, can I ask your advice? and I really call upon him to fix my problems. So I would just love to invite you this week to ask your husband, um, just ask him for his advice or to borrow his brain on something that's overwhelming you or troubling you. Um, I had a client who um, her nine kids were always squabbling She said, I feel like the judge from, you know, the book of judges. And I was like, huh, that sounds like a great job for a husband. And she was able to pass that off to him and he felt respected to be put in that role. So where can you let your husband lighten your load today by asking him to fix your problems? Excited about the community that is happening at the Contentment Studio. Just these incredibly accountable wives that are just um, laughing, crying, and praying together, cheering each other on, championing each other. And it's so exciting. I want you to be part of that community. Um, That's really my wish for you. And to get um, my one-on-one support where I walk you every step of the way from being lonely, overwhelmed, miserable, to um, just feeling um, like you're falling in love with your husband again, like imagine, just feeling excited to see him when he gets home or you pull into the driveway. Like when he turns that doorknob handle and that you actually feel like walking over toward him and, um, and that he gets a smile on his face and you get a natural smile on your face. Like that's what I want to walk you toward. And, um, through some one-on-one coaching. So I have a really special offer for you that I would love to talk to you about. And it's a six month offer um, that combines one-on-one coaching, uh, the incredible community of accountable wives that are at the Contentment Studio. And it's just, it's an offer like no other. Um, there's unlimited written support there's um, devotional materials that go along with the intimacy skills teaching it's a truly unique offer and I cannot wait to talk to you about it Um, there's a link to schedule a call with me to talk about it in the show notes my guest Jill is a member of the contentment studio and um just been such a delight to have you and to get to know you a little bit and i'm so excited to have this conversation with you um so why don't we dive in by you just telling us a little bit about um your walk with jesus just
1: so we can get to know you better I would love to. Thank you, Lucy, for having me on. This is such an honor. Um, I love to talk about Jesus. <laughs> um, so I grew up in the church, but I, you know, ha- went my wayward way in high school and college. And um, I had a friend in college invite me to the church that was being planted there. And this is this is going to like merge Bad skills and my relationship with Jesus. I remember I was dating my current husband, Josh, at the time, and I kind of broke down. We had not been going to church together. And I remember um, kind of trying to control him in that stage and being like, I just wish that we would go to church together. You know, not not saying it in a in a pure desire type of way. And he still did it. He still wanted me to to be happy. And he went to church with me. And he actually got baptized. And that encouraged me to, I had been baptized at eight years old. um, Because at that point, I knew what the sacrifice meant that Jesus did for us on the cross. And that penetrated my heart as an eight-year-old. But then not having lived that life of basically like the prodigal son. Um and then in my college years, I was just very convicted after Josh got baptized and I said, like he he had listened to a message about baptism and that they were going to do it the next week. So he signed up that day, like the day that they even announced they were doing it. Well, it just kind of was eating at me the whole week. And I signed up spontaneously um, the day that it was happening. So anyway, that was just beautiful. And it was just really cool that we both got baptized on the same day. Um, And then from there, um, yeah, it just, we just continued to grow. I I remember um, he joined the military and then he, we were separated because then I was going to grad school and we kind of both were in an incubator type of experience because we still weren't married at this point. That's why he was away and I was in college um and my faith just exploded when i was able to spend hours and hours in the bible read through the whole bible in a year do all of that um and really just since i just fell in love with prayer in that season of my life and then um we got married and were able to come together and uh i i don't know if it was that i was looking to him to initiate, hey, we need to do this Bible study together. I did keep up with my own, but in a way, I almost felt like, oh, no, I can't spend as much time in the Bible because he's going to think I'm not being a good wife by doing all these other things. So that it almost started right away. Mm -hmm. Um, Somehow I wound up on staff at a church um, that I absolutely loved in Minot, North Dakota, it was such a blessing to be there and my, my faith continued to grow there. It just wasn't my, my, my own um, devotional time didn't look exactly the same as it had when I was in college, but um, yeah, I, my relationship is just, you know, it's, it's, it's never been a straight line with Jesus, but I just, I realized that he's my only hope. Um, in those, in those moments of deep darkness, like when I lost my dad in 2017, that was just the thing that I held on to. He is my only hope. And, um, even, yeah, the skills have really helped me strengthen my relationship with Jesus because as I give gratitude to Josh, I'm also giving gratitude to Jesus for those things and even having, having a husband like Josh. So I feel like it, it just is so interconnected.
0: Yes, because every good and perfect gift comes from above.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I love that. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about, so how did your marriage look before and, and after you found the skills?
1: Yeah, well, I gave you a little glimpse of how, how my um, how controlling I was when I was, we were dating, and somehow he still wanted to marry me, <laughs> um, and I will, another thing that was um, in the bad old days of even dating, how unskilled I was, um, receiving, receiving was bad, <laughs> I was a bad receiver, he, I had specified, this isn't just a specific glimpse, like it's just one of them. Um, I had specified I wanted this green Patagonia pullover for Christmas and they were expensive. He asked me what I wanted and that's what I wanted. Well, he couldn't find it and he bought me a different brand and he even met me. So he was on his way to um, a hunting trip I was, I was back home in Mississippi. He was in Alabama, but he was on his way through to Arkansas. He and his dad met me and my sister at a restaurant just because he wanted to give me my Christmas present and I opened it and my sister could like see my face fall, but I like tried to put it, I like tried to smile again and um, gave him a big hug. Well, then we, they had to keep traveling and we went back into the restaurant, my sister and I, and she was like, if you really don't like it, I'll buy it from you. And I did. I let her buy it from me. Oh. And, and then I bought myself the, what I wanted. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's how bad. Yeah. I was so, I I'm, I was bratty. Mm. Like that's the best way that I can describe that. Yeah. I, when I look back at that, I'm just appalled. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know that I would have been that way with anybody else. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know why I felt like it's safe to, you know, quote unquote, to, to act that way with somebody that I love. Um, But now, uh, well, and that's, we're still not completely past that. I'm really working on it. <laughs> um, but now I, I hear myself having the confidence to express desires again in a pure way because I see how much he wants to make me happy. And I know that if he can't meet those desires, there's a reason. And he's not just trying to be vindictive or or lazy. Um, there's a reason that he, he has, he has very good reason. Um, now our relationship we we are long distance right now and it's it's very fresh just just coming into um being happy together because just before he deployed in april so that was almost or that was 5 months ago um i had confronted him about his use of pornography and that had actually come out of me expressing to some girlfriends that I was concerned about his, what I said was addiction. And I don't know how the conversation, I what I meant was his use of tobacco. Cause it just, it was just an annoyance to be honest. Um Something that I had tried to control for forever. And somehow the conversation got steered into his use of pornography. And I was like, Oh, I didn't even know we were going here, but then it actually did come out. And, um, yeah, pre this, I had already started trying to use the skills, but I wasn't as committed to them. And I was very wavering. And in this moment, it, my desire to control was, and my fear was greater than my faith. And I, and also on top of that, kind of like the story in the several stories that I've heard where counselors have been very pushy about what a woman should do. And she felt like Ashamed, maybe if she didn't do this thing, like hold him accountable to his consequences or whatever, that's where I was. And I felt like this group of women that I knew loved me and I knew loved him and they wanted the best for us were pretty much pressuring me to kick him out of the house. And I did. And it broke him. And He was only gone for one night, but it was right before his deployment. It was probably a week before his deployment. So it tore him apart. And he tells me now, so that's, you know, that's very fresh. But even now, um, just since the last few weeks that I've been really diving into the skills and just really expressing my gratitude to him, um, letting go of control, because I kind of have to, because he's overseas, I can't really control much. Um, and then just, you know, having that confidence to express desires, he's responded so, so well. I um, I feel different. And I, and I know that he can pick up on that. And even today, he just said, he hasn't said in a long time, I really miss you. He said, he said, I miss you in a text but today on the phone he said i really miss you and i can't wait to get home ah oh, i'm going to cry
0: oh, that sweet. that's so good
1: yeah and he's he's just been i know that you know these stories but he's just been so gracious with me when i've had to come to him in vulnerability about a mistake i've made actually several mistakes that i've made um in parenting and in just using the lawnmower. (laughs) Um, um, And he's just been super gracious. So gracious to me. Um, And we just have fun. We have fun talking on the phone. And before he would never want to talk on the phone. He would just be so he'd he'd be, he'd want to do anything else but talk on the phone. And I'm I would have to beg him, or I thought I did, to say, this is the only way that we have to communicate with each other. How else are we going to have a relationship if we don't talk on the phone?
0: Yeah. But now he wants to. That's so awesome. Wow. And and so and you were able to create that this entire time there's been this huge distance between you. And so it's so amazing that somehow your changes that you're making have been conveyed over all that distance when you're only able to connect a little bit each day or just by a text and like what you guys get to talk for how long do you generally get to talk every day?
1: Before? Uh, I think that's a, that's a valid question to have a before and after because yeah. before, um, we would, you know, we would only stay on the phone for maybe 20 minute increments at the most, you know, yeah. and he would call or he would he would maybe have a good morning text. Um, he's seven hours ahead of me, so I would I would get a good morning text when I woke up, and then um, maybe I would call him when Annika, my daughter, and I would sit down to have breakfast that morning. And so he would kind of just really want to talk to her, and then um, he he might just call to tell me good night before he went to sleep. But now. I've had to tell him, Josh, I need to get my work done. <laughs> when he, we actually have to hang up. I'm sorry. I really enjoy talking to you. It's been like an hour and 45
0: minutes. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah so
0: wow. <laughs> It wasn't that long ago that I remember you saying something about wanting to talk to him, um, or just a day that you guys hadn't hadn't gotten to connect the way that you have. And so it sounds like things have already shifted a lot since then.
1: Yeah. Maybe less than a month ago. I can't remember. Yeah,
0: that wasn't very long ago. (laughs) That's so that's so beautiful. And to feel connected when your husband's deployed is just like such a hopeful um thing for other women to hear too because um, long distance relationships can just be hard inherently hard um and yet look at you you're like it's a, it's i mean now listen to me maybe i just said spoke something that wasn't that you know that maybe i just spoke an unnecessary um <laughs> SFP. This is like the, what we've been talking about all day, what you brought up this morning. It's not hard.
1: <laughs> it doesn't have to be hard. Right. Yes. That was, that was, that's funny how it's been such a theme today and yeah. in the conversations. But yeah, I mean, that is a prevalent message in the world and in the church Um. that, that marriage is hard work. It's that that phrase is, is like, you go into, I want, I I just wonder though, if how many people stand and say their vows on their wedding day and say, marriage is hard work. Um, you know, (laughs) I wonder how many people feel that way when they're saying their vows.
0: (laughs) That's so right. Nobody, nobody goes into marriage. Like because they don't have. This is what um, Laura says in the um, prologue of the book. She actually mentions that she says nobody gets married because they don't have enough hard work to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's not why we get married. <laughs> we get married because we think that we've found like the person that's going to make our life better, and that we want to have that feeling of family with, and and everything hmm just like we want to do life together and we think it'll make life better
1: yeah easier and it can <laughs> and
0: all of those those good things
1: yeah and then I think it I think maybe when the church looks out at the world that we think that if anybody says that they're happy in their marriage that they are, too shallow I don't know like maybe they're not diving into the spiritual disciplines the way they should. who knows what the label would be on that but um that the, that there has to be this contrast between being happy and joyful versus being christ like
0: well and the the real iron, irony of that is that like the childlike heart. I mean, to to me, like, unless you become, like, a little child, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven, that, that's really, like, and, and also, you know, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It, I mean, those are, like, it, it's not, he can't have set the captives free, like, it, he, the joy of the Lord is my strength, like, it's, it's abundantly clear that, like, we're not supposed to be, like, deliberately yeah. suffering, <laughs> like like actually seeking in a way, suffering or um, right. terrifying it because he took that on. Like he wanted to give us a gift. He wanted to take that on for us and he didn't want us to have to live like that.
1: Yeah. And it, it just, as you're saying that, I feel like I had a revelation just dropped into my heart that when he said, because everybody wants to counter that with, okay, but take up your cross and lay down your life. Pick up your cross. Don't take up somebody else's. Don't take on all this unnecessary burden. And if your cross is changing yourself to be more Christ-like and to, to bear good fruit, then take up your cross. That's right. I feel like women maybe, maybe this is an overstatement, but um women may be too um encouraged or burdened to take on other people's crosses and that's where they are lacking that joy because they feel like and it is impossible to carry
0: It is because you can't really carry someone else's. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we're really meant to carry other people's burdens um, like again that was that's Christ's job like he did that for like he did it for everyone so we don't have to um do that and that's not our that's actually arrogance to think that you can um know something better about someone else's life and um, yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah I, I think we have to look at that picture of what marriage really means and I think you know there's so many ways that we can explore that because people have been trying to answer that question for forever <laughs> but if if we if we take for granted that marriage is a symbol of our relationship with Jesus and that eventually he wants to marry heaven and earth, which are his creation, then that is going to be eternal bliss where we never shed another tear and the serpent and the lion and the child lay together and the, and the sheep. So, if that, if it's that peaceful and that's what marriage is supposed to depict, then maybe we should stop saying marriage is hard work and we should try to realize that the hard work only comes from working in the wrong direction. Yes. If we're working, if we're working toward the wrong fruit, then it is going to be hard. But if we're working in the Lord and we're allowing his conviction to change us because he's not going to use me necessarily to change somebody else, or he's not going to, he's not going to allow me to be someone else's Holy Spirit. For me to to take on anyway, I've got enough to work on. I've got to take the log out of my own eye before I look at the speck in somebody else's. Um, Then he, that work, if you want to call it that is going to be, Easy. It's gonna be fruitful. That yoke is gonna be light. So, and if that's what marriage can be, then let's celebrate that and let's stop telling people that marriage is hard work.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. Yes. And like even the song of Solomon just came up for me when we were talking. It's like, why is that in God's word? You know, it's like there's a picture of like, wow, you know, and like that is really just joy like it's just like gratuitous joy and (laughs) like there's just um and that's just a picture of um you know marriage and and also of like that there's so many beautiful pictures of marriage in the bible and then also like god being like if you would just be the bride like all through the old testament he's like israel if you would just be the bride that you should be like then look at all the blessing i could like i long to give you my blessing like i long to bring you and to give and like for you to receive um to like receive me graciously and then it's like a a picture of what that looks like to me is in the song of Solomon, which is just like this amazingly, um, like sensual bliss.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just ravaging. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it's a pretty, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I love that. I just, I love that we've been talking about uh, marriage doesn't have to be hard, um, today. And yet it's so funny too, because as, as we've thought about it today, I've just been like, well, here we are. We're sending a lot of thoughtfulness on, on marriage, (laughs) (laughs) but it doesn't feel hard. (laughs) I consider I could like count it all joy and not just like in the like super sacrificial way but like it sincerely feels like joy yeah yeah.
1: because we've created God created us for community so there's something in us that that desires that exchange and it is it is very um recharging
0: yes Yeah, for sure. I feel like that's something that um, I think it's really hard to see how marriage could not be hard work if you don't have a circle of women um, supporting you. Some Mm -hmm. kind of like women that are actually holding you up, like speaking life over your marriage, over you, over like an, an understanding, you know, your heart for Jesus, and, like, all of that, and, like, that is such a key piece of why, like, what keeps me good is just having that, um, in my life, Mm -hmm. and it's something I've really had to get intentional about, well, (laughs) like, I really had to get intentional about creating it, and it's, like, become, um, a bigger and bigger part of my life, um, and, as the to the degree that I've had that, I feel like it's made my marriage feel even easier because it's just like almost feels like we're all holding it up together, kind of thing. Like it doesn't feel like I'm holding it up alone. It doesn't feel like I'm not I'm not the only one who, you know maybe slips and is disrespectful and has to apologize and I'm not the only one who. Um, like slips with my self-care and then I get irritable with the kids or and so I feel like I've got people who understand me but also who know how to um, kind of inspire me to get back on track so it's Mm -hmm. not like a pity party (laughs) at all it's like the opposite of a pity party it's a victory party
1: (laughs) (laughs) and often that's That is almost not that I'm saying that I'm about to say that when you take up your cross, it's, it's just such accountability. And I feel like when we are in that community with other women, we're, we're exposing ourselves. We're just saying like, here I am. And that is that that's our cross in a way. Like it has to be, it has to be me. If this is going to change, I can't deflect, you know, I can't, blame I can't deflect yes. I have to take personal responsibility and th- that's the cross
0: <laughs> yes really I really feel that 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 is accurate and I really see it being all too common for women Christian women who are very sincere to be um I don't to be like deflecting their own personal responsibility and focusing on ministering to others um, and that that's kind of become like normal in Christian culture, yeah, um, to the detriment of families. Um, in in my experience, or just in what I'm able to see from where I sit, <laughs> um, it's like once you see it, you can't unsee it.
1: Not to say that we do have to take responsibility for anybody else's actions. So there's that there's that distinction, but also yeah. we can only we can we have to accept what we can change and that's only ourselves.
0: Yeah, for sure. If you know what we were saying earlier about um you can't take up someone else's cross and it just made me think of though the um verse that's like that we are to carry each other's burdens. And so I, and to me, like, that's the community piece. That's really how I see it is like, I actually walk through my day, like thinking about my clients' problems. Mm. <laughs> the main reason that I do that is because I want to, um, I find that I'm like a much better writer if I like choose one person and basically write, to them like a love letter to them (laughs) like this is what I think you need to hear personally kind of thing um and so I do feel like we are supposed to have a burden for souls and like I actually pray to have a burden for souls and I I feel like the skills have actually made me a more powerful intercessor because I'm not like mixed up with other people's stuff but I'm able to like more I don't know, I guess I used to like, for example, take my prodigal teen's struggles personally. Mm -hmm. Um, and So I wasn't a very effective intercessor for my teens at that time. And now that I don't take their struggles personally, I really feel that I am a power, like I've really stepped into like my, I mean, probably not my full power of intercession, Um, but certainly taking major strides in that area.
1: Yeah, I love that because maybe before it felt like you were getting your own emotions mixed up, which your emotions are very telling and meaningful for that and maybe can guide you even now, but you're able to just separate and see what they need in that moment. I feel like the skills could be a whole parenting thing too.
0: (laughs) It's been really huge for for me with parenting, Um, mostly just in that that piece of that we call staying on your own paper. Um, and what that looks like for really, you know, my experience with dealing with, um, my teens, Mm -hmm. um, and my, especially my, like their special needs and, um, their educational journey and just letting it be their life, like their story, um, and not getting hung up on like how it may reflect on me which of course it has something to do with me (laughs) but I don't um get caught up in that the same way yeah
1: and not allowing that over oppressive mom guilt that's so not from God
0: no exactly he doesn't yeah he already took he came to set us free he doesn't want us to crucify ourselves over and over and over again like and that's I know for me that was extremely hard to break free from yeah 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 um so what else do you feel like you um where where else do you feel like the skills have helped you grow in your? In your biblical womanhood,
1: yeah, I feel like um kind of what I mentioned earlier. Expressing gratitude to Josh has really um, just helped me see how much more gra- gracious I could be towards God. Because even when I want to get mad, you know, I know He can handle it. That's that's the thing about God is He can handle it, but. He wants to change me through my gratitude. And I feel like I, I can almost see God in a totally different way. Um, when I'm able to see my husband in a different way because I'm just so convicted of his goodness and um that he he can use all things for good, but he's not he's not the one that initiates the bad. Um and I feel like that is where. I kind of have to relax into my womanhood and just see that okay um this is you know everything around me is such a blessing and it's going to it's going to be used for good in some way or another whether it's me doing the chores right now <laughs> and having joy while I'm doing it or um just being a mom to my toddler and relaxing into that um and really just allowing josh to be the man um i really love the specific ways that the skills have helped me show that femininity by you know deferring to josh's thinking and allowing him to make the financial decisions it's been so freeing um i love i love how laura says in the book that you can you can just say i'm so glad that i don't have to worry about the finances anymore because yeah (laughs) I was really trying to be controlling over that um and I'm so grateful that I can just receive what Josh and and God through Josh wants to give me and bless me with
0: I love that so much yeah and he just he really does change our heart through gratitude and it's it's so much more powerful than I ever realized before, like gratitude. I always knew it's important, but it's, it's just can really, really deeply and fundamentally change us like you're describing, Mm -hmm. change everything. And then being in that um, receptive feminine mode that you're talking about, Mm -hmm. where like, you're able to just receive graciously, like even just who Josh is, and then all that he's able to do and then deferring to his thinking and letting him handle a lot of the um, strategizing for the household. Like I saw your, the spreadsheet that he sent you from his deployment with all of the thinking he was doing for the household and all the ways he was trying to make your dreams
1: come true. And Well, I can be the one to dream about it. I'm not sure exactly how I want it to play out, but he can figure it
0: out. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I
0: think,
1: um, I had I've always this is kind of a self fulfilling prophecy that I had kind of said about myself that I was I've thought about myself that I've never been dainty, and I've always thought of daintiness as being feminine. I've always been a little more athletic. and so that's just what I would say about myself, and kind of that's how I would present myself as well. And I feel like now, and I love to dress up, you know, I love doing stuff like that. And I'm not saying that either one of those personalities is bad, but I feel like I've been able to relax in who I am, even though I am athletic, I can also be pretty and, you know, I can be both and I can still be attractive to my husband because I'm happy because that's the basis of yeah. I, Receptive, it doesn't matter. I don't have to be put in this box. Um, you know, and I feel like before, especially when the world wants to define femininity, or there's so many different definitions now, so like, in the bad, but you know, in some definitions, um, it's the daintiness, and that's where I always fell short. And so I feel like now, I, now that I understand that happiness, receptivity, um, especially, especially the receiving compliments graciously. I feel like I was always so deflective, um, and I feel much more feminine now in the confidence that I can receive that graciously and just say, thank you. I don't have to explain anything.
0: <laughs> um, I love that. Yes. And it's such a good practice. And I feel like it really does help us practice, right. For like receiving God's gifts. Like it's just, a I I think that like all these things are just like, you are what you do and what you practice. And like, if you practice being vulnerable and being grateful and being receptive in like, that's the thing about marriage is it's so daily (laughs) like parenting is so daily if you practice these things um then they become like part of who you are before god too Mm -hmm. like you can't kind of be a different person um before your husband than you are before god because you really are just one person like there's only one person (laughs) so like you are what you are in a way and like what you are, you are what you practice and, and how you how you show up.
1: Yeah, um, I, that makes me so grateful for the mirror analogy and how. Yeah. um, Yeah, because it's like when James says, an unbeliever just looks in the mirror and walks away and forgets what he looks like. But I I can't forget what I look like when I realize that my husband is my mirror and he's reflecting back to me the way that I'm treating him. I will feel like a fraud in front of God if I am not looking in that mirror.
0: Yes, exactly. Yes. I love that. Well, that's a really sweet note. To um, close on, and I would love to talk to you on the podcast again, Jill. I just love your thoughtfulness about all this. Um, I was wondering if I could put you on the spot and have you close this out in prayer for our listeners.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Oh. Thank you.
1: Heavenly Father, thank you so much for Lucy and her ministry. Thank you for the skills. Thank you for all the ladies listening right now and the their husbands and their families that are around them. God, we just right now I see a vision of restoration. And I see women filled with joy and contentment in every area of their life, not striving for gain, not striving for recognition but relaxing into the call that you have on their lives. And I pray that you would draw each woman closer to you. And we know that as we draw closer to you, you draw closer to us. And God, you are ultimately our our ultimate husband. And we just want to receive from you what you have for us. Help us be women that walk confidently in our calling and help us to be a blessing to our husbands. We know that we already are. And so help us to just learn how to relax into that. I pray that each woman here who's feeling discouraged in her marriage would be encouraged that you are walking with her. You've never left her. And God, you are able to make beauty out of ashes. And so whatever situation that she's in right now, I pray that she would hold on to that truth and not allow the lies of the enemy to overtake that truth. God, would you plant it deep into her heart in that fertile soil and help it to grow up into a tree that produces such beautiful fruit that the world looks on and wonders how she could be so in love with you and how she could be so in love with her husband and that people would be drawn to you. We ask all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Thank you. Amen.
1: Thank you, Amen. Lucy. I
0: love that. Thank you so much. This is so fun. And
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in. I'd be so grateful if you would just take a sec to support this ministry by writing a review of this podcast. If you do so and send me a screenshot, I'll send you a shorter version of the really lovely devotional workbook that I've been giving to all my new members. And I'd love to spread the hope and empowerment that this work brings far and wide, so please consider sharing an episode with a friend. Also I'd love to welcome you into the Contentment Studio's free Facebook community. It's the community that goes with this podcast where it's just a fun, positive space where we talk about these skills, dive into God's Word together and pray together. We are building something super special that I know you would love.